I climbed the old oak to feel the coarse bark on my bare feet, the cool wind in my unkempt hair, and the warm sun on my freckled face. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Tracking phenology during the spring months can be quite overwhelming due to the rush of new birds arriving or making their presence known through song, the new leaves emerging, flowers blooming, insects biting. At the end of a weekend spent mostly outdoors in late May, I sit down with my phenology journal and find that I just can't remember all the signs of the changing season that I observed in the previous two days. But come July, those hot, lazy days of summer arrive and slow things down for us and the many different living things that are our outdoor neighbors. I try to get out hiking or paddling as much as possible and often find myself lingering in boat launch or trailhead parking lots as I unload paddling gear or wait for a hiking buddy to arrive. Just when I start to worry that the flowers are already waning in time for fall, I look to the edges of the gravel parking lot and notice the lemon-yellow flowers of evening primrose. Because evening primrose grows in places we usually associate with non-native weeds, it is a plant that is often overlooked. But this native biennial is one of our many local treasures that should be appreciated wherever you find it. Because it is a biennial, evening primrose is on a two-year growing schedule. During its first year, a symmetrical array of its long leaves spread onto the ground in a shape reminiscent of a flattened rose in a leaf arrangement called a basil rosette. These leaves fuel the growth of the plant's long taproot to help it access ample water and nutrients and allow it to store food to help the plant survive the winter. On the second year in the spring, I usually notice the tips of these leaves turn bright red before they begin to turn upwards and send new leaves in a spike a couple feet high. And now, in early July, these lush green plants reveal several four-petaled pale yellow flowers at the end of that lush green spike. These flowers open at night, closing up by noon, which is what gives them the name Evening Primrose. They attract a variety of moths and native bees, which revel in their pollen and nectar. This plant also provides food to small mammals, which eat the deep taproots. Gathered in its first year, before the leaves turn upwards and begin developing that tall spike, the taproot can be cooked for human food as well. Once the spike emerges, the root is not very tasty. But if you miss the root-gathering time frame, humans can also eat the leaves and shoots. The young, new leaves can be added to salads, the older, tougher leaves can be cooked like spinach, and the shoots from which the flowers eventually emerge can also be cooked and eaten like celery. The flowers themselves can be added to salads, and later, even the seeds can be roasted and eaten. A more well-known use of the seeds, however, is to make evening primrose oil. You can easily find evening primrose oil sold wherever you can buy vitamins. The seeds contain gamma-linolenic acid, an omega-6 fatty acid, which has proven useful for a wide variety of health issues. Evening primrose oil is often taken internally to treat PMS, menopause symptoms, arthritis, and cardiovascular disorders. Externally, the oil can help with eczema and psoriasis. There is also evidence that Native Americans use the root to treat bowel pains and heal bruises. So the next time you're outside, perhaps wandering in a river floodplain, meadow, lakeshore, or a disturbed habitat like a trailhead parking lot, you can look for the sweet lemon-yellow flowers of evening primrose, especially before noon when they will still be open. 
Evening Primrose reminds us that so often, the answers to many of our problems are growing right under our noses if we only stop and look. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 